I'm in one of them weird moods this morning, so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to try to work through a couple of verses in Esther. I believe this to be a timed word for this house. I've just, I've, I was able to jot down ideas on a piece of paper. We'll see how God takes it, but I don't normally hang on to paper, but we'll just see what happens. If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Esther. We'll go to chapter 4. Tommy, will you come and get your wife? See, you got to be careful in here. I will put you out on Facebook, YouTube. I'll put you out. <laughs> she knows I'm joking. I'm, I would dare not call out anybody that I don't love. And the Bible tells me that I am to love <laughs> everybody. <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> Esther chapter 4, Tommy, I think I want to start, I don't know, I think I want to start at, let's go to verse 10. Back up to verse 5. We'll start at verse 5. Y'all just bear with me. I, I'll take you somewhere this morning if you give me some grace and give me a chance here. Esther, Tommy, it shouldn't be that hard for you to find. It's on the computer. Oh. <laughs> see how important, see how important. Well, hi, Shay. You're getting called out on Facebook this morning, too. Glad to see you coming. Uh, yeah, okay, here she go. Here she go. Here come all, boy, when people fall in late, they got more excuses, man, than they got bags to carry on, man. I love you. Uh-huh, that's why you're here. See, thank y'all for coming. Y'all kept her from backsliding today. Amen. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shay, stop. Then Esther called Hathak, one of the king's eunuchs, whom he had appointed to attend her. And she gave him a command concerning Mordecai to learn what and why this was. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the city square that was in the front of the king's gate. And Mordecai told him all that had happened to him and the sum of money that Haman, remember Haman, that's important, had promised to pay into the king's treasuries to destroy the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the written decree for their destruction, which was given at Shushan. Don't ask me where that's at. That he might show it to Esther and explain it to her, and that he might command her to go to the king to make supplication to him 
and plead before him for her people. So Hathak returned and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Then Esther spoke to Hathak and gave him a command for Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called. Mm. Didn't see that this morning. He has but one law, put all to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. Who in here just read that in their spirit and said, I have yet not been called? Or I, I've not been called to do. I, I haven't. Nobody told. Yeah, you have. It's not evident. But the ground's shifting. It's moving. You, you don't recognize it. <laughs> but, but the earth is turning. And sooner or later, daybreak's coming. <sighs> Yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these 30 days. So they told Mordecai Esther's words. And Mordecai told them to answer Esther, please, please, I beg of you, surround yourself with someone that will call you out of your comfort. Someone that will cause you to position yourself for blessing. I threw, Tommy asked me for a title, and y'all just going to have to work with me. I can't give you ABC this morning. Tommy asked me for a title this morning, and what I wrote down on my paper inside my office, I just give it to him. I didn't know that it was going to be the name, and I still don't know, but I told him it was Orphan to Orator. Some of you feel as though you have been left. Some of you are wandering without guidance. Come on, orphan, listen. Some of you feel that you've been left. Some of you feel that you have no one to direct you, no one to cause you to step into position, no one to assist you through life, and God positions you. To become the orator, the one that will speak, not only to men, but to kings. Not only to kings, but to people. 
And I believe that God is bringing a body of believers together in this day and time, even in this house, that he is calling this house and he is beginning to position. Even though you can't see it, the earth is shifting. The ground is shifting. You are, you are being positioned and you do not even recognize because your eyes wander. But he's calling you from being orphaned He's calling you from one degree of life into another. No longer can you consider yourself an orphan. No longer are you left to the wayside. No longer have those betrayed you. No longer have those turned their back and walked away on you. But now you will become an orator. You will become a voice. Maybe not the voice to many. Maybe it's just the voice to Roanoke Valley. But you will become a voice. You will become the orator. And you're going to have to. Surround yourself with people that will cause pressure so that you birth that which that, that purpose that God has impregnated you with, so that you can birth and you can do what God's called you to do. Don't get hung up, don't be victim. You are where you are because you choose to be. Mordecai told them to answer Esther. Do not think in your heart that you will escape the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. There, there's been a decree put out. If you remember the Amalekites, the Amalekites have been, they, they have been said to have been the enemies of God for eternity. But God also said that he would block them off. That he would call separation. You, you remember when Aaron and her up, up raised Moses' hands when they were fighting the Amalekites? And they didn't kill all of them. And the next thing you know, we revisit the Amalekites again. And we revisit them with Saul. And Saul goes and Saul destroys them all but brings back one. And, and, and the prophet says, what is that bleeding in my ear? God has chosen you to destroy. He positioned you to destroy opposition in your life. And you refuse to destroy the adversity because it feels good for the moment. We will sacrifice an eternal thing for something that is temporary. And then we want to turn and we want to focus on God and we blame him and everyone else around us because we begin walking in an orphaned attitude. And God is calling you to be the orator of the kingdom. Esther could have stood back in the chamber, rightfully so. She knew that if she was to walk outside of this, that the king could kill her. When God is calling you and purposing you, 
when, it, when, he, when he positions you for purpose, there's going to be times that he's going to cause you to stretch beyond what is relevant and what is recognized by others. And you're going to stretch out beyond that boundary in order for his glory to come through and fulfill the purpose. Because don't get it mixed up. You can't fulfill the purpose. It takes God in you. Because if you can fulfill the purpose on your own, you don't need God. For if you remain completely silent, listen, if you remain completely silent at this time, if you stand back and if you don't voice the word of God to those around you, if you stand back, you're going to miss the purpose that God has already predestined and preordained in your life and it will uprise somewhere else. God's purpose and God's will will come to pass with or without you. It's funny to me that you can read all nine chapters in Esther and you not find God's name mentioned one time. Not once. The king's mentioned over like 500 times. God, not once. Don't get mistaken. It's not that God is hiding. God was hidden. You'll get it in a minute. You'll be eating your greens and mashed potatoes a day, and you'll just purple head. <laughs> Yet who knows whether, sorry, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from other places, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Who knows that where you are right now is purposed? Will you take the chance and recognize everything else that is familiar to those around you and hold back, or will you stretch beyond? See, you don't get it because you don't understand it. Here's the deal. Esther was an orphan. Mother and father passed, leaving her. Her cousin, Mordecai, adopted her into the family. Can you imagine what it must feel like to be left alone with no direction in your life? To be an orphan. You want to break my heart? Talk to me about those that live in houses with no families. And we wonder why society is so sideways right now. There's no direction there's no authority. Shoot, there's no love. We have children that are, that are running stray. These are the very children that God predestined 
He said that he predestined us. And those that he predestined, he preordained. He set you up. He set you up for success. But will you stand back and remain victimized? See, there's a question that we got to ask ourselves. Is this me or is this God? Am I in the situation that I'm in because it's of God or is it because God's already given me something? He already, listen. Oh, it wasn't a beautiful thing for Esther to be presented to king. All of these girls and all these women that were taken and presented to the king after he got rid of his ex-wife because she would not show her glory. He called his wife and said, come to the courts. And she said, no, women. Be careful. Because he went to all of his right-hand men and said, what should we do with her? Well, surely we can't let her live. He gets rid of her. And he sends out for these other women. This wasn't one of these beauty contests, Shay. <laughs> he didn't send you an email or a private message and say, how would you like to come and present yourself before the king to see if he would choose you? It's not the case. He took them against their will. Man, I ain't telling you to go take your wife against their will. <laughs> You'll live in a doghouse much longer than I ever have. But here she is, an orphan, being drawn out against her will. It wasn't bad enough to be drawn out against your will. Now you've got to go through a year of preparation. Men, be careful of the women that are so easy. That won't put you through seasons of preparation. She wasn't able just to walk in in what she had on. See, you can't just go and get them. You can't do what you want to do thinking that everything is okay. Women, I'm still on you. She had to go through a year of preparation against her will. I know you want to kiss him, baby. Hold on. At least put some lip gloss on or something. He don't want to kiss sandpaper. But a year 
through preparation. Let me tell you something about the preparation. She went through preparations with, with, with myrrh and, and perfumes. So it was, it was in, oh, you're prepared both by the bitter and the sweet. If you wouldn't have gone through what you went through, you wouldn't be prepared to present yourself before the king. I know you want to go faster. Things need... How many of y'all women in here like that? Come on. Stop. Raise your hand. Look. See? If my wife would do it, that should give everybody freedom. It's all about, let's go. Let No. If you're not prepared. See, your preparation delays the season so you don't get in front of it. If you walk into it at the wrong time, it's not going to turn out the way you expected it to. And then back to being victimized yet again in your old dreadful, drug out, broke self life. And everybody's to blame but me. Well, I tried, but they didn't. And I said, and they wouldn't. Oh, it hurts. Because it's the season of the bitter that you have to come through in order to taste the season of the sweet. It, 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 it's, that, it's that season of being betrayed that you have to make it through. Oh, that you are purified. She was purified. For a year. And we won't stand for purification for one minute. Oh, if somebody was to come up and break you down. Man, you're going to throw up all kinds of guards and shields, pull out your knife. You're going to do it all. And she was purified for a year, having to go through the bitterness. Oh, the bitterness of being left alone. The bitterness of not having direction. And it took that time. I have to believe this. It took that time of preparation in the bitterness for her to recognize the sweetness of, of Mordecai. When Mordecai said, whoa, whoa, wait, hey, hang on a minute, baby. God has set you up. And who's to tell you that this ain't the time? That this is not the season? This is all I'm asking you to do is to step out and extend yourself beyond the boundaries. Don't be held back. But in our suffering, many of us quit. Man, we turn right back. Because it's easier for me to blame you than to blame myself. 
Because if I, uh oh, because if I blame myself, I got to do something to fix it. If I blame you, I can sit back and go, you ain't doing nothing to fix this. You got a problem. You got an attitude. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You'll pop your collar at somebody in a minute. Yeah, you will. Because it's their problem. It's not yours. It's their fault. It's no longer yours. It's their issue. It's not yours. It's always them. This is one place that I will say, would you do me a favor and just get all up in the middle of this word and say, me, 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 me. Fix it. God's positioned you in a season to move from orphan to orator. It don't, it don't look, it don't look like it's time. It don't, it don't feel like it's the right season. And the first words out of her mouth was, send this word back to Mordecai. Go get all the peeps, all the boys, and the girls. And I want y'all to fast and pray for three days. And me and my ma- maids, we're going to do it. We'll go fast and pray for three days. <laughs> she could have easily turned and said, he said no, can't go. See, God's not mentioned. <laughs> but he's all over the text. It's what you choose to realize in your circumstance is what becomes your reality in your life. Oh, it's hard, ain't it? Man, life will kick you in the face. Life, life ain't prejudice. Life don't care. I don't care if you're rich or poor, if you're big or skinny. Why are you laughing? I was saying I was skinny, you were big. Go back over here and preach. Life don't care. With a vengeance, it will try to break you. It will present circumstances in your life that will make you shake your head. And hear me, it'll make you walk away from God. Oh, past it won't happen to me. Meet me for the five minute with the past out there. Let me give you a card so that you can call me when... Be careful. Life is lurking. I don't know why it was six months of bitter and six months of 
sweet, but I would imagine that that would just be some type of spiritual significance of it's broken up in seasons. What you're in right now may not be what you experience later. Remember, I took you into the Amalekites and I ended up going on some rabbit trail and I lost you. Haman, remember Haman? Haman was an Amalekite. Haman's name means <laughs> rager or destroyer. And he was an Amalekite. Once again, raising its head to defeat God's people. Because Haman wrote a decree out to destroy all of the Jews. And see, what, what I thought was real cool, the king took his signet ring off and gave it to Haman. And he said, you write the decree and you seal it with the ring. And that's all, that's all it took. Write the decree in my name. Seal it with the ring. So be it. <laughs> what Haman didn't know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. <laughs> and he poked a sleeping bear. And Mordecai convinced Esther. And if you watch Esther... Her posture all the way through this book, you need to read this book. Her posture through this book, every time there was an adverse situation or circumstance, she would adorn herself and go to the king. When you got trouble, go to the king. You need more help? Go see Jesus. You don't have to wait for him. Oh. Don't worry about the scepter being tilted to you. Because it was already raised up when Jesus died. So the scepter was the cross. The, scepter, the cross already made a way. So you can go visit daddy any time to walk into his courts. He makes reference to people walking in his outer courts. <laughs> God made way for you to get into the holy of holies. Anybody ever played Monopoly? <sighs> Pat, never mind. Hang on, I'm, I'm, I'm almost done because I'm, I'm really, I'm sweating. It's hard to see your purpose for the pain. Man, Esther could have been set up, man, for the rest of her life. Are you listening? She could have been set up for failure for the rest of her life if she would have stayed focused on the pain. Oh, 
Aren't you glad? God doesn't come in and inventory your past to figure out what he's going to do with your future. Come on, y'all going to figure this thing out in a minute. We might end up having church before I leave. Maybe. Have you ever been caught between call and captivity? When God has positioned you for for the purpose, he'll oftentimes cause you to reach beyond what is normal to others in order for his glory to be revealed in your life. Captivity of the woe is me. Come on, I, I believe I walk in a woe is me generation. Every time I talk to somebody, man, I, I just get tired of hearing it. Did you do something different today than what you done yesterday? Or did you do the same thing? See, I don't, there's a difference between excuses and reasons. Many of us walk with excuses. Because it causes us to sacrifice ourselves. If we give reason. Because there's not too many times we got a reason not to do something. Tell them. Tell them, brother, right? Come to church because you want to or you felt good. Boy, they hate it when I get there. Right? But if you wake up and you go, Shay. And God said, whoa, 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 uh-uh. I positioned you. Amen. Step out from what's normal. My, everybody else uses that excuse, Shay. See, I can talk directly to you. Called you for a different purpose. You're not normal. In more ways than one. <laughs> Stop, Rocky. Stay online. (laughs) But we will do certain things in our life because it's normal. Church has accepted Christianity in this manner. Come when you feel like it. Don't forget to give online, though. You don't have to come church to be a Christian. No, you don't. Do you want to be a better one? Amen. Come on. <laughs> nope. You know, you can take him thoughts captive. And submit them to Christ. That's where that one went. (laughs) If he wanted you to know that one, he'll speak it in you. If you're uncomfortable, he's talking to you right now. (laughs) We already talked about that. 
Let me give you all that in about 30 seconds. Be careful. No confidence. This is what I feel that we can learn from Esther. If he has called you, and he has, he has predestined you. If he's predestined you, he has preordained you. There is a season. There is a time that it's going to be required of you to step beyond what's normal. Esther said, just so you don't think I'm throwing the word out here, let me help you. She said, go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. See, she's telling me, don't go to the fridge at 10 o'clock and get ice cream. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. My maids and I will fast likewise, and so I will go to the king. I thought I was done. And so I will go. She said, I'm going to fast for three days and three nights. I'm not going to eat day or night. So I will go to the king. We missing something here? If you go fast and pray, what are you doing in your fasting and praying? You're waiting to hear, right? You're wanting to hear something from God. That's why you're putting yourself through all the torment of not having chocolate cookies. Praise the Lord. She didn't say that. She said, I'm going to fast and pray. And so I will go to the king. I have a feeling that she already knew. Inside of her, just like you do, you all... Boy, don't make me come after you. I'm going to fast and pray, waiting to hear from the Lord. You already know. You just fight it. Don't y'all cancel yourself out of this conversation. This, This is a good time to glean, Ruth. Okay? It's a good time to glean, Ruth, because he ain't the only one. He just need to hear it loud and clear this morning. Still waiting on instruction that came a long time ago. He said, why, why am I going to change? Why am I going to change my instruction now? 
did I not say? What are we waiting for? Glean, Ruth. God just walked through a field of grace and made that to drop for you. Are you going to pick it up? Or are you going to sit back and go, well, he wasn't talking to me. I'll just be who I am. I thought I was done, but here I come again. How many times? How many times does it take for God to wreck your life before you get the picture? How much longer do you choose to live in an orphan mentality when God has called you to be the orator? He told you a long time ago. This may not be for everybody, but for those that it's for, out of respect for them, would you just sit still for a minute? It may not be for you, and that's fine. One thing I've learned over times and seasons of ministry is the word that I reject will never grow in my life. Ever. Think you got it together? Talk to me next year. Go do it your way. Talk to me next year. See, some of our lives, the way the way we walk out our lives, if we aren't careful, people could actually write a calendar based on what we're going through, how we're acting, where we're at. Come on, church. Because it's the same old, same. Have you ever seen all this? (laughs) These cycles in life. You think there's a meaning behind that same storm that comes your way? Now hear me out and hear my heart. Because this is where, if I can put my finger on any one thing that I know for certain runs in cycles, it's this. You lose a loved one. God forbid it's close to a holiday. Every year in that holiday, you struggle. Come on, church. Listen, I, f- I feel your pain. I mean, some, some of you probably experienced a more dramatic pain than some. I mean, because it's different on who it is. But I'm telling you this because it's Satan. Listen to me. There is a season for mourning. Mourn. There is a season for joy and laughter. Laugh. Be happy. 
I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Because you can continuously walk through life, man, and you can get slapped every December, every May, every February. You can get slapped in the face because of something that's happened in the past that you cannot change. Change. 